Tanya for Yud Gimel Menachem Ov is the beginning of letter 5 of Egeres HaKodesh. In this letter, the Alter Rebbe focuses on a fundamental concept, which is the transition from the Yud of Shem Havaya to the Hey of Shem Havaya, and how that brings about creation and the different levels of godliness and revelation, and how through giving Tzedakah, we have the ability and capacity to create this connection of Yud Kei the flow of energy of Yud Kei as mentioned in the Zayar, that through the power of giving Staka, we create Shmo Kadisha B'chol Yoyma. Every day, we bring about this creation of Yud Kei The Alter Rebbe brings this in based on a Posuk, in Shmuel, which says by Yas David Shame, and there's different interpretations of what it means, but the Zayar explains it to mean that David Amalek created through giving Staka, as the later Psukim indicate, that through by Yehi David Isa Mishpatut Staka Lucholama, he was able to create shame, meaning shame Havaya. So to understand this concept, Al Trebe delves into a deeper concept, which is what the Gemara tells us in Menachas, that Ki Hashem Tsurilamim. That with Yudke, God created Eilamim. He formed, he carved Eilamim, worlds. So the Gemara learns the Pasuk, be Yudke, that the He of Yudke Vavke is the power behind Eilam Haza, and the Yud is the power of creating Eilam Haba. So what does this mean? Now, Rabbi explains to us, first explains to us how Yud creates Eilam Haba, and then later on in this letter, he discusses how He creates Eilam Haza. So he discusses, first of all, what is Elam Hapa? So the Altreb explains that Elam Hapa is where the Nishamas HaTzadikim in Gan Eden get to experience a comprehensive level of Elikos through being able to partake of Elikos in a state of Tainug, which in order to have pure Tainug and Elikos, there has to be an ability to, to grasp and understand what you're seeing and experiencing. Something you experience without understanding it is very hard to have pleasure or to have tainuk. True tainuk is when you experience something and understand it and appreciate it. In other words, in order for this experience to be meaningful and pleasurable, there has to be a certain hasoga, a capability of grasping and understanding the Aryan self that's being radiated in Elam Haba. And this radiation is Bechinas Giloy. Unlike the general levels of radiation, of, of revelation, of expression of a likus, which is really constantly going on in all creation. All aspects of creation have elements of a likus, um, otherwise the worlds don't exist. But they're, they're in a state of helam. It's not something which we could grasp, the purity of the likus. What we grasp is what we see, the physical reality which is merely like a moshul. It's more like the example of a likus. It's the way a likus expresses itself in a physical way, or even in the spiritual realms, the ones that we could grasp. It's still a moshul. Take it, for example, the concept of a teacher explaining something to, to, to a student. So for the teacher to explain something to the student, sometimes the concept is so abstract and so aloof 
that the student won't be able to grasp it. So the teacher gives over the information in a way of an analogy. What's the point of the analogy or the marshal or the illustration is that now this is something that's practical, something that's relatable to the student on his level, it's in his world. And from the student's perspective, they can understand at least the concept, the way it relates in this practical example. But the student, however much they, he, he or she grasps of the concept, it's merely, it's limited to the understanding based on the example, because that's what they understand of it. They understand the way this example works based in the, the concept, based on the example. They can't comprehend the purity, the abstraction of the concept. So for us, let's say, to understand the Lakus, we understand the Lakus from a molecule almond, from that which we observe and experience around us. But that's not the purity of Lakus, that's the martial of Lakus. Everything in the physical reality is a martial of Lakus, it's not the purity. In Elam Haba, however, there is the purity of the experience, and that experience is begoloi, meaning that it could be experienced for what it is. So this is a great level of delight and pleasure that the tzaddikim and Elam Haba and Ganeidin and Elam Haba get to experience. Everyone based on their level of comprehension. And that's why, says the Alter Rebbe, the Zoyer explains or relates to Elam Haba as the world of Bina, or calls it Bina. Why Bina? Because the whole foundation of Elam Haba is comprehension, is understanding. Bina is more than just the experience, or it's not it's not an experience of lack of comprehension, it's an experience with comprehension. It's a giloi. It's a you could experience something as mentioned before without any comprehension. That's that's a re'iya, like a chachma, without having any comprehension. To experience it with understanding is the world of bina. And this is the meaning of with the letter yud, he creates Elam Haba. Why? What's the significance with the letter of Yud? Because Yud correlates to the level of Chochmah. As we saw. The Altareb explained to us in Shai Yechad Ve'amunah, the Yud relates to the world of Chachmah. That's the letter Yud. Now the letter Yud, the way it's in purity of Chachmah, is not really capable for understanding, because the world of Chachmah is, in essence, not comprehensible. It's a world of pure uh, possibility, or the world of, of imagination, in the sense of pure abstraction. It's not something that is we could relate to it. Or deeper yet, there's two levels of Chachma. There's Chachma Guluya, which is a lower level of Chachma, where the person has like the flashbulb that goes off in his mind when they come up with a concept of a exp- of, of, of way of explaining something or an idea, creative thought. That's, that's the Chachma Guluya. But then there's a deeper level of Chachma, which is not so tangible or, or, experience or experiential as something that we could tap onto, at least in our conscious mind. And that's Chachma Stuma, Seichel Hanela, something that we don't even get to appreciate the cause and effect whatsoever. We don't see how that comes. Perhaps it could be correlated with intuition, as we've mentioned in previous shiurim, where it's, it's something that you just sense without having any real appreciation for where it's coming from. So on that level of chokhmah, it's not something which you could comprehend. It's not something which makes sense. It's not something which is relatable, per se. But then that letter yud translates into hey, that hey creates a world of understanding, a world of bina, a world of being able to be made, things that could be made sense of. So biyud nivra ilam haba means that the letter yud has the ability to create a, a world of elikus, in the purity of elikus, the, the bril, brilliant radiation of the earth itself, but yet in a comprehensible way. Through the hay that comes after the yud, there could be an experience 
in a comprehensive way. And this idea, the Alter Rebbe explains, is what's known in the Zohar as Nekuda Beheichala. What does it mean, Nekuda Beheichala? Nekuda Beheichala means it's that it's the purity of the Chachma. Usually we explain Chachma is the world of creativity, the world of the flashbulb, it's the Baraka Mavrik. And from there, it translates through Bina into a full depth of, and breadth of understanding. So you have the the essential point of the concept, and then you flesh it out through the world of Bina. In that, on that level, Bina already distorts, so to speak, the purity of the Nekudah Saseichel, or the Nekudah of, of, of Chochmah. Seichel breaks it apart. It, it, in order to grasp its parts, it has to create it, create it and break it into parts, otherwise you don't get the full picture. So the purity of Chochmah, when it comes into Bina, is usually somewhat missing its purity. However, Nekudah Beheichala is where the very essence of the Chochmah, and this level of Chochmah we're saying is like the intuitive Chochmah, and that is the purity of the Gilui remains, and yet it could still be comprehensible, it could still be understood, it could be still relatable. And that's the brilliance of this Biyud Nivra Elam Haba, is that the Yud itself retains its identity as Yud, it doesn't get distorted or, or diluted through the letter Hey. This is Kadmus HaSeichel, the way it comes into the world of Bina. And as the Alter Rebbe says, that's exactly why it's a hey, the, the Yud is exactly that shape. As mentioned in Shah Yechud Vemuna, each letter re- relates to a certain, the shape of the letter relates to the, the energy, the spiritual en- energy that it represents. So the dot of the Yud represents that Nekuda. In that dot is the essence of the concept. It's manifests as a dot. So that's Nekuda Behechol. So you see it as a dot, which correlates to the whole essence for what it is. And this is also why in Elam Haba, Haba is referred to as Eden. As the Gemara explains, there's Gan and there's Eden. The Gemara in Brachas says on Eden, on, on that there's no ability for us as creations to comprehend this level. Gan was, Adam was able to appreciate the Gan, but Eden, which is the level that's above Seichel, the level of Chochmah, the purity of Chochmah, is something that only through Gan, through the Bina, could be understood and comprehended. And that's the level of Olam Haba, is the Eden coming into the world of Gan. So this is all a very general, deep explanation, but a general explanation on Biyunivar Olam Haba. But to flesh this point out still deeper, the Altarebbe now explains how is it that the purity of Chochmah actually impacts on such a practical level. In other words, thinking about it, seemingly chachma should be something which we can't relate to, or at least it's fleeting, it's ephemeral, it's something that goes away, it's not something that we could relate to after its initial flash, as we usually know. Once we have that flash bulb that goes off, we sort of forget about it, now we have to rework it through Bina. But here we're saying the Kutubay Chal is that the chachma remains in its purity, and it still translates all the way down. So how does that work? So the Al-Tarebbe, explains to us that this is the concept in Kabbalah called Abba Yisod Barta, that Abba Chochmah gives forth to Barta, which is Malchus, which means that there has a practical application. In order to understand that, the Rebbe says that we could understand this from the idea of speech. The Rebbe then goes on to explain the concept of speech, which will take us for the next few days, a deep understanding of how deeper works. But to understand it a little bit, so let's understand what is speech. Speech initially is, 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 is breath that comes up from the inside of a person that through the, the ear that comes up through the vocal cords and based on the, the vibration of the vocal cords and then finally coming out through the different, through the mouth and the different ways the mouth 
contorts itself in order to express certain sounds, that is what we define as speech. So speech is sound manipulated by the different tools of the mouth, the lips, the teeth, the, 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 the tongue, the, 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 the whole inner voice is all being played with what's known as the the five powers or the five tools through which speech comes about. So purity of sound is kail. Kail then has to come out into expressive forms. Now, animals have kail. They don't have dibor. They make sounds. They don't have dibor. Dibor is a much more uh, complex system. But Daltrebe proves that dibor is not something which is based on seichel or based on teva. In other words, it's not natural to speak. Or at least it's not natural to articulate these, these words. In other words, it's not a natural thing that a person has within their natural state, the ability to articulate letters in, in, in X, Y, or Z. In other words, the fact that a child is going to start to articulate certain letters which sound to us like the letters that we're familiar with, and likewise they could soon develop words and uh, letters and to words and sentences, etc., is not all that natural, and it's definitely not logical. It's not natural because Al-Tarebbe says if it will be natural, then seemingly this should just be a matter of, of automatic. It doesn't happen automatically. There's a process. It doesn't happen just by the person talking. And furthermore, it's not logical because logic is something which is used. Logic here doesn't mean intellectual. It means being generated by the brain. Usually for a person to move or make motion, the brain has to program the particular limbs, let's say, to learn how to dance. To learn how to dance, the brain has to train the, the parts of the body. A person wants to learn how to move. Let's say a child is learning how to move, to stand up and to walk. The brain has to send signals with, with, with messages of explanation of how to move and how to get up and walk. The child doesn't just automatically get up and walk. Even though there's the ruts and even though the child has the will to walk, or let's say a person has the will to dance, doesn't mean they can dance. They have to train let's say a basketball player, to, 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 to basketball, you want to play, you want to shoot the ball into the hoop, but it doesn't mean it's going to go in just because you want, you have to train yourself, you have to, you have to learn and practice, that's the power of Seichel, Seichel has the way of training the limbs of the body to be able to function the way you want it to be done. So you see over here that from Seichel's perspective, there's a training process that has to be, happen in order for this to work. However, says the Alt Rebbe, when it comes to speech, we don't find that. We don't find that by speech there's a training process of, of, of needing to train yourself how to speak. It happens automatically. Once, once you make the sounds, you put them together, you develop a speech, you develop words and letters. Furthermore, a child may fully understand something, doesn't mean he can talk. So on the other hand as well, just because you fully understand what's required doesn't mean you have the ability to talk either way. So therefore, Dr. Rebbe says, when it comes to speech, speech is not rooted in nature, it's not rooted in Seichel. It's rooted in the Ratzon HaNefesh, or as Dr. Rebbe calls it, in this level of Seichel HaKadmei, in a very deep place of will, where a person has a Ratzon, just like a person has a Ratzon to, 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 to move his hand, he moves his hand, so too when he has the Ratzon to talk, he talks. That means it's rooted much deeper than a person's logical mind, or rooted much deeper than the person's natural state. Rather, it's rooted again in the state of Ratzin. And Al-Tarebbe says this is more fully seen in the, in the Nekudais, 
the ability to articulate an aleph, let's say, as a or o, means that the person automatically, instantly just goes a or o. He doesn't have to train his, his brain doesn't have to train himself to move his lips and, and contort his lips in a certain way to make the a or o sound that happens automatically. So that again shows that this is a rotsen. This is based on something which is a rotsen. Therefore, since it's based on rotsen, it's something which transcends all of these levels of giluim, so to speak. And yet, at the same time, it comes in a very practical way, because now you have words, you have oisius, you could speak, you could communicate, which is the power of malchus, to be able to communicate. It allows for there to be a full expression. So here you begin to see this concept of where the concept of chokhmah, this deep level of chokhmah, which here really relates to seichel anelam, rotzen, which is natural within the person. The person has naturally the letters altar. So the person naturally has the alphabet within his rotzen hanefesh. It's just a matter of being able to express them. So as that level of, as you mature, you have the ability to express them, so then you express them. That means here you see a concept of where the purity of the chokhmah retains its purity and yet manifests in a, in a way of malchus. Daltreb in tomorrow's year is going to explain that in the letters themselves, there's two parts. There's, so to speak, the, 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 the matter. Letters have matter, a choymer, and they have a tzura, which represents the different formations of it, the pnimis and the chitzenius. And the difference would be in where they stem from, where they come from. So there'll be further explanation of this concept. But this is, again, the beginning of the idea of to understand further this concept of how the purity of chokhmah could translate even into a very practical, experiential, graspable level. Since the Sukkim later described David as doing kindness and charity to his nations, cried and said, Who creates God's name every day? So says, How what is will we able to understand this by explaining the Gemara? Pirosh, what does this mean? Shahatainug, the pleasure Shem is angin Nisham Satzadikim, that the Nisham Satzadikim enjoy, venenin and benefit, Meziv Hashrina from the radiance of the Shrina Mir Beganadin Elyin Vatachtin, that shines in the worlds of the Ganadin Elyin Vatachtin, who Shem is angin Basagosam Vesiklosam. It's an intellectual understanding. Shemaskilim Vyedim Masigim Eza Soga Beur Vachaisa Shefisha Mirin Savachubachinas Giloi. They actually could comprehend in a revealed conscious way. Elements of Ur and Sof. Each person based on their level. That's why the world of Elam Hab is called Bina, because it's the level of comprehension of Galikus in a revealed way in its purest form. Where does this source come from? From the Yud, which is the source for the level of comprehension. This level of Chochmah is not the lowest Chochmah, which is Chochmah Glui, but rather the higher Chochmah, Chochmah, which is called Kadmus HaSeichel. Way before it has the ability to be comprehended. It's in a state of concealment, like an intuitive state, which is, lacks any comprehension. There's a little trickle of that flow comes into the world of Bina to grasp this level called That's why the Zer calls this level The purity of the Seichel or the Kadam Seichel, the way it shines. This is 
the letter Yud, the image of the letter Yud, the shape of the letter Yud, of Shem Avayah. V'nikra Eden, it's also called in Chazal Eden Asher, all of the Pasuk calls it Eden Asher. Alav Nemer, Ein Leirasa Chulu. V'nikra Abisayt Barta, likewise it's also called Chachma, that formates or found, forms and, 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 and is the foundation for Barta, which is Malchus. What does that mean, Pirush? Kihini Yesavis, Yesadib, will understand this through the idea of letters to begin with. As this is going to be the concept of Yud, and hey, we'll have to understand where the letters come from. So letter is the concept of formation of letters of speech, which emerge from the five powers of articulation or tools of expression. They're not logical. And they're not natural to these things, these powers. They're not natural for the mouth and the tongue and the teeth to be able to express or articulate these letters. Just because the vocal cords are producing, are having the, the, the breath come out and shaking doesn't mean that there's a natural ability within the tongue and the teeth etc. to be able to articulate these expressive uh, forms. It's not logical or it's not even natural. Natural would mean that it's something which happens automatically. Like, for example, the lips, which is one of the five powers of articulation. A base needs lips. Vav needs lips. Mem needs lips. Pay, they're all lip letters. And therefore, these letters re- rely on the lips, but the lips don't na- not have the natural ability to produce these sounds. It's not natural for the lips to produce them, because otherwise, as soon as the child will be born, he will just say, Beis, Mem, Vav, Pei. Bring out these four different expressive letters. Through the different movements of the lips. That the one single breath, the one single sound that's being manipulated by the movement of the lips, they don't have any effect on it. A simple, a simple experiment is be conscious of when you're talking. And as you're talking, you realize the, your lips and your teeth and everything is just moving and doing things it's not as if it was trained to do them. It's not as if there was a process that you did it or it's natural. It was something that, as we'll see, comes from this deep level of the nefesh. And it's all equal. The same breath constantly flowing through the lips, but depending on how you move your lips, it'll sound different. So if it's all the same breath, just different movements of the lips, you can't call that logically trained. The different movements of the lips are based on... It's not that since you have different movements of the lips, you have different sounds. It's because you have different letters to begin with, which stem, that forces the lips to articulate or to move in, a, in that way. In other words, it's not that the lips being moved around creates letters. Letters stem from deeper, stems from the Ratzon HaNefesh. In the Ratzon HaNefesh, when the Ratzon wants to express, when the will wants to express these letters, it forces the lips, the lips to, to move in that way to be able to express that letter. That, that proves that it's not the lips themselves. <coughs> not the lips themselves. It's not the other way around that the lips is what causes the letters. The letters are before the, exist way beyond the lips, and they just force not the lips to go, art, be moving that way. It's not that all of a sudden, naturally, a person has the knowledge how to move these lips and the movements in such a way. It's not something that when a person wants to, let's say, articulate a certain letter, so automatically, he doesn't have to have like a mental process, okay, now how am I going to move it? Let's say when you want to dance, as used the analogy earlier, so now you have to... Pr- 
you have to use your mind. Let's say you look at a basketball player before he takes a shot to the hoop. He has to meditate, he has to think, he has to concentrate in order to erect his hands in the proper way, stage himself in the proper way, shoot with the proper amount of force. He has to gauge the shot in order to make the shot. When speech happens, when we're talking, we don't have this whole mental process before we speak. It just happens naturally. We don't think about exactly how you want to articulate and how you want to sound and which letters you want to make. That proves out to that, but that these letters don't stem from the, from the tools that, they, that, are, that are making the letters through, through training, but rather, rather they're much deeper, much more natural. We see this even more explicit when it comes to articulating letter, uh, um, the nekudas, the vowels. When the soul wants to make a komat sound, an o sound, so then the lips make, why is it called komat? Because the lips actually, the o sound produces like an opening of the mouth in a way of a komat, in the shape of a komat. And when it comes to a patach, the, the lips, the a sound produces the lips in a way of a patach. It's not that the will of the soul is to do make a kmitz or a pesach, not like a conscious process. It just naturally happens. And the Alter then says, You don't have to, I don't have to hear explain to you that which is self evident to anybody who is a thinking person. And that the concept of being able to express words and letters or sounds or vowels are all much higher than seichel. comes from this deeper level of seichel, seichel the seichel which stems from the koyach to speech. To speak, and that's why in atinik maybe not That's why a child you could have a child who's brilliant they could understand so much, but they can't talk. Why? Because they haven't matured themselves to have the ability of the flow of the seichel and the katan seichel. So although they have their intellect and on a much higher level, it's refined. But the deeper part, the seichel the intuitive flow, they don't have. So again, this is the beginning stages of the explanation of the letters and how they interact with the power of. Articulation.